Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperood. What the heck is going on? Hey, put, put your microphone by your face. Oh, is this is this happening? Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should Let's talk about it. it on the podcast. Hey, what's up, hey, hey, Ryan? Are, are, Ryan, are we recording? <laughs> Did we hit the red button this time? I don't know. Hey, everybody, what's up? I is don't it, do crack. I, I don't know how that's going. <laughs> <work. laughs> Gentlemen, we is spent it, we spent some time at the Mile High Mystery Conference. Are we today. really oh, starting right now? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we are. Chance. No, we started like the that. Palo Santo's not even lit. Well, I, I don't even know what that means. It's a it's a uh, aromatic herb. It's called Slash. Palo Santos. Palo Santo means the holy just branch. Just where one. did the where did we acquire Palo Santo? From the, the, the rock shop. Earlier. You guys need to Yo, put your microphones so in sh- your face. Should we? Yeah. Should we? So should we talk about the the crystal shop before we talk about the Mahai Mysteries Conference? Because oh. I feel like the the crystal shop may have been the tightest thing that we've done in the last thirty six hours. Sure. Mm-hmm. What'd you get? Chance? What'd you get? Picked up a little thing for the ladies. Yeah, yeah. You got some agates. Uh, yeah, some. I got agate slices. Yeah. I got a nice little. Uh, wait, when does this air? Because uh, this is this is top secret. <laughs> Tuesday. I don't. Do I your don't, kids listen to our podcast? I don't podcast? think your daughters are going to listen to our show, my guy. If they I'm should. listening to it and they're with me, I, anyways, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few gifts from my significant daughters. Yes. And other not the insignificant daughters. <laughs> All those other ones you got. So, anyways, no, that's good. They're beautiful agates. Would you, Dan? Would you get? Would you get from the crystal shop? I got some slices. You're yeah, not Dan. I got oh, some hello, chips. Dan. How's chips? it going over there, Daniel? <laughs> I got some chips. I got uh, some uh, some you know fine artisan crafts. Yeah, and something a little something for myself. That's what's Is that up, a baby. That's yeah, what's up. You know, you got to treat yourself. Dan, what Dan? What'd you pull today? <laughs> I got a couple pyramids from the rock shop. Yeah, yeah. you did. A couple uh, questionable iced coffees. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. the same second, shop. The second one was questionable too? No, actually, I take it back. The first one was one, confirmed hey, trash. Don't. One was trash. <laughs> one confirmed was one was like high mid-grade. Okay. Hey, but you can't put you can't put your coffee on the crystal shop. Separate entities, bro. I mean, I don't that's all was. I got at the crystal shop. And then like I got some other shit, yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. of bad coffees or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, just, just saying keep it moving, you got dub crystals. I do. One is uh, a quartz pyramid and the other one, I don't remember what it is, but it's another pyramid. And it's I also got a tiger eye pyramid. Metal looking. Yeah. Tiger eye is the coolest. Dude, I love it. This this rose quartz globe is really making me feel really good about life. Big we shout a, out to the crystal shop. It's so Big smooth. Shout out. It's just it fits in your hand really nicely. It's perfect. Spencer's got like a light pink crystal globe. It's rose quartz. Rose quartz. That's the one. Uh, you're gonna be holding it in your. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk the rest of my the, life. Oh shit! Chance. I'm gonna walk into this. Hey, careful with my tiger eye, bro. This is a pyramid. I <laughs> can't break it. True. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't True. think that's a rule. <laughs> It's actually a scientific rule. It's not a pyramid, however. Dan, Dan, put your mic by your face, please. Hello, that's much better. That that would end that would end this episode very quickly if we drop a very hard, a sizable crystal through the glass coffee table. So on on either side of the uh, the crystal shop today, we hit the Mile High Mystery Conference for some weird shit. And we have y'all to thank. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. for sending us on our magic school bus our field first, trip. First official what if field trip, I think. Well, Area 51 was definitely our first official what if field well, trip. Well, when I you think. put it like that. Second, <laughs> second one, you mean? But this is number two. 
Yeah. Number two. So we started out this morning bright and early with Linda Moulton Howe. We did. We did. Well, should we, let's set the scene really quick. We're in Go Green ahead. Mountain Falls, Colorado. True. Which is at roughly 7,500 or so feet in elevation. I mean, no We're going to have to just go with that. Okay. I, no I think, I if think you want to prove us wrong, go for it. We're guessing here. That estimate is relatively close, I think, based on road signs we've seen. We drove up a wavy road. We're staying at a uh, at a cab- cabin-ish, house-ish location up a in the woods. Airbnb. A, a lovely Airbnb. Shout out Canna Bliss, Canna I Bliss? believe it's called. There's a lot of uh, you know literature on herbs and they art. really like marijuana out here it turns it's out very, it's a weed themed airbnb that is actually true which for the record is not why we selected it shout out it's, weed it's tourism kind of dorky <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i mean i've been smoking weed for like 20 years like that's like weed culture is pretty lame cool, honestly man. it's like oh yeah, cool they it. got elton john <laughs> records it. yo i played elton i guess john on the other hand it's like though. it's better than having to worry about like oh is it cool to smoke here and like worry about it so sure that's they have, sure they it's kind of dorky grinders but that's cool. no pants. and joint rollers <laughs> in they the got grinder table. out here it's in the Dude, coffee there's two right of them Oh shit! That's not even a bad grinder. I'm right uh, there. I'm curious to know more about this. And Spencer just said, which is that when we were in downtown Manitou Springs today, we hit up an arcade, and you just said you played an Elton John pinball game. Oh yeah, I played. Uh, I played three games. I played Ms. Pac-Man and yeah, set a did. personal high score on Ms. Pac-Man with yes. sixty-seven thousand. Yes, I was pretty proud about PHS. that. PHS. Maybe uh, maybe after we do, Pardon? can Spencer dunk personal high score? <laughs> That's the one. Maybe we should also do like a can listeners beat your Miss Pac-Man score and you got to take a picture That's of 67,000. Let's do this. Show me what you got. Hi, what if podcast.com. Uh, I played some Papa shot. Oh, we trip daddy played a... some Papa shot. Trip daddy trip is Spencer's daddy. new name. Yes. Uh, and then I played an Elton John pinball game, which mm. was total trash. Mm, sad. It's Captain Fantastic, the pinball game, and it, it didn't really work out. I it was too old. Higher expectations. The flippers were really like flaccid, oh. and they didn't really move the ball very well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was not great. Valid right. criticism. It was, you, you did it for the experience. Flaccid flippers. That arcade can't was it. pretty cool, though. It was like a series of like little indoor and outdoor parts, and like yeah, a bunch of like really Several really old buildings. vintage Several yeah, buildings. video games. Several buildings and some open air uh, arcade stuff. Dude, they had F Zero. I don't know what else you could ever need. That's we dang. played that uh, with the horses racing. You roll the. It's like it's kind like of ski ball. ski ball. Yeah, you roll the horse. You roll yeah, the can ball. Can you bet on it? Uh, no, we should. But you can win a novelty cup. There was novelty yeah, plastic almost cups the same the as betting on the horses. And there true. was a kind of I mean, a commentator could, guy. Or there was like yeah, true. I was the only employee yeah. I saw at that whole arcade. Was the Somebody guy. was calling the races? Yeah, that guy. He was the only guy. So anyway, Linda Bolton Howe. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> in Green Mountain Falls, at 7,500 feet, we drove to the Susan B. Anthony Murder House, which is the community it's center. It's called the Sally Bush Community Center, Correct. right? Correct. It's called We're Betty Ford Elementary for the drunk kindergartners. Betty Ford Elementary for the drunks. Drunk For drunk children. School school for drunk children. Listen, and, uh, we don't, it was a listen, big. Listen, we don't encourage childhood alcoholism. Yeah, I guess I guess we need to say that. If you if your kindergartner yes, drinks first another beer, if you don't understand hey, sarcasm. Hey. Uh, the Sally <laughs> Sally Bush Community Center was a large wood paneled one room building. It nestled in this little town in the mountains, and we it was were lovely. Here it was similar to like a community church vibe. Yeah, yeah, it was a community center. It's very yeah. nice. When I walked in, the first thing I heard was Linda Moulton Howe on stage talking about big flute, big foot, wearing a blue jumpsuit. 
No, Whoa. no. Did you guys catch that? I I no. caught the. I was right I behind the, you, and I did not catch that. No, I caught the entire story uh, that she got into later, which we might discuss about first the the, the one small man coming down in a in a form fitting blue sparkly leotard, and another small like humanoid coming down, and then Bigfoot getting beamed down. From a UFO, but I didn't know if Bigfoot was wearing the sparkly. She, blue, she blue. said it was a form-fitting blue jumpsuit. Yeah, mm. but that was on the pretty companions. Hot, that was on Bigfoot. We kind of need to DJ companions. that party. There's a bunch of random beings coming down in sparkly. Dude, I, I would DJ the Mile High Mystery Conference next year if they wanted you know, me to. I'm just. I don't know. I don't. I feel like we're. Oh, the yeah. Maybe uh, not their a little, demographic. Little hipper on the music stuff. Mm, well, need, uh, only one way to find you know, out. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about some of our qualms as we proceed here. But so uh, yeah, Linda Moulton Howe's whole thing was uh, linking UFOs, Bigfoot encounters, and adult animal mutilations, uh, implying that they're all part of like the same thing somehow. Yes. Yes. And was telling stories of several cases in Washington. Uh, specifically a guy that she called, anybody remember the guy's name? Mm, it was Steve. It was a fake name. Bismarck. Bismarck. Steve yeah. Bismarck. Steve Bismarck. This was a, yeah, this was a pseudonym for. I actually wrote it down. That's on my notes. That's my new yeah. producer it's, name. Yeah. So Steve Bismarck, apparently in, uh, what, what was the town in Washington? Spokane? No, that was, that was Dave's stuff. I didn't write it down either. Uh, David Bismarck or something. David Bismarck was the guy. David Bismarck. Okay. Yeah. So David Bismarck was out in the woods and he saw a bunch of black specks turn into a goat slash lion slash wolf that started attacking him. And uh, whenever it would attack him, he would get shocked like an electrical shock and Mm. temporarily temporarily go blind. I did hear that. That was right off. And the he bat. said that this thing appeared to be like a hologram, and when it would attack him, it would laugh at him like a hyena. Yeah, I heard a cackling. He yeah. heard a cackling. So that not was... only am I going to attack you, I'm going to roast you. Correct. It's a roast attack. While he's being attacked by the interdimensional Bigfoot hologram goat lion wolf, he said, quote, I heard a thud to my right, and I turned and saw a Bigfoot. Bigfoot had been beamed down from a UFO that was now hovering above him. Beamed down with a thud. With too. a thud, not very gently. That's that's in a hurt. If you're beaming it down and it comes down like thud. You got to put just, the beam in a sh- in the shop or something. I don't think that's normal. You want to just, just so, take your time when you're beaming stuff down. Right. I think. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was an urgent Bigfoot situation. I'm, I'm assuming. We don't this know. is a lot of assumptions from my end. I'm there sorry. were also li- smaller, like little four-foot aliens running around uh, and being beamed up and down through what she called... Some kind of transparent air tube. Yeah. Which I imagine being like the things at the bank that you put the, uh, yeah. the your deposit in and it goes... But it's yeah, almost without- like you couldn't see it. It was like it was there, but you couldn't see it. And it was like, there's... And there's also branches in the way. So right, they right. got they beamed down and came through the straight branches. Through Don't give a which fuck is about all, branches. Shit, shit was all tight. I really liked all those stories. I was just... Uh, yeah, I felt like a lot of... Maybe what I would classify as pop culture, paranormal activity, being kind of just like thrown it into the same story from not to the get account of one person, you not, know? Yeah. yeah, not to immediately get into qualms, but I will say, like, you, you've already covered like contact and Bigfoot and teleportation and aliens and, and holograms UFOs and, and holograms stuff. in so, one story. And this one story, like, Linda Moulton House spent probably the first. 
30 minutes of her presentation maybe on retelling this one story from like the late 70s yeah. of this David Bismarck character. That, was, that wasn't his real name, it admittedly. It was not his real name. didn't want to tell but this, but this person's re- retelling of this story to her directly, she was basically just regurgitating this person's recount, complete with scanned crayon drawings of what the illustrations this dude were pretty had great. which seen? was tight yeah i liked all that like i i, I yeah i liked I mean, all that i'm i'm fine yeah i'm fine with people drawing their their experience i just feel like it was a significant amount of time to dedicate to a single person's uh account. first-hand account it was a pretty and, wild story it was the, a wild story and the the hypnotism video also was well, pretty much the same thing it's like this is old well, well, this hang is on, one hang person's on. account hang on and it's whatever but uh let's get back to what we liked about it <laughs> which we found compelling about her presentation or at least what else happened <laughs> well yeah hang on i'll say we'll get to we'll get to that part keep, keep going because i know you're, you're about to finish this oh well i the story i honestly had a hard time following it because she was talking about this this David Bismarck story, but then started talking about the eight foot tall albino Bigfoot carrying the the orb. Mm. But wasn't that a different? That was a completely different. That's what I'm account. saying. I, I, that was I completely wasn't, untied. I had a hard time following for a That's while. In like Pennsylvania, her, was her, it all the way across the U.S. Her presentation went from this David Bismarck story that linked UFO, Bigfoot, and aliens, two different types of aliens. Yes. To then she was talking about this eight foot tall albino Bigfoot that was carrying some sort of orb outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, that, it, was, that acted, it was like a pencil. It, I was like, wait a second, wh- what? This orb acted stories. as a beacon to summon UFOs, and someone saw this albino eight foot tall Bigfoot with an orb get beamed up to a UFO after calling it. Mm-hmm. Then she was suddenly talking about cats getting cut in half. Yeah. Pretty much same. Maybe there might have been. It might have been in the same city or some some sort of tie. There might have been a link. Because I think but, she was trying to to link the UFO and the Bigfoot and the alien sightings to sites where animal mutilation. Yeah, had happened, and the right? animal mutilation was, piece was my favorite piece. The most compelling and chilling part was that it, for me. Am I? I was I was there gonna more say of a link the, between these that I'm that I no, missed? No, all I was going to say is that was a hell of a lot to deal with. It was at like man. ten in the morning. It, it totally was, and, and like she was just going from topic to topic. And I was going like, to say, "Damn, did you do coke or I, what the I, fuck?" I was going to say, "This is how we started the event." <laughs> and so we're talking about the first half st- hour. Yeah. Yes, yeah. This story this, she was came like, out Whoa, right out of the gate here. at ten a.m. with this with this stuff. This and, mystery is a mile high. Goddamn! <laughs> it's a so good I, thing I for think, wake and bake. I think what she was trying to say was that these things were being seen at or in the vicinity of. Uh, cattle mutilation yes. sites and that they were somehow linked but i don't know if she ever closed that loop in terms of saying like the ufos and aliens and bigfoot were responsible for it or what the relationship because i wrote down in my list of questions i wanted to answer or ask her that we obviously didn't get to like how what is the relationship here because she mentioned two different specific different types of aliens and bigfoot and ufos and cattle mutilations but never like are the Bigfoot doing the cattle mutilations? Right. You said the cat are they, and the cattle mutilations? And then she was also talking about cats. Years apart, I right. Think. She was also talking about cats that were being found cut in half. Well, and I had a hard time understanding how that was linked other than retaliation. like retaliation. 
Yeah, well, fuck, so after, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I wrote all this down and I, and I really went pear shaped when she like tried to like. Well, hang on, hang on. Did, did something go pear shaped? Hang on, for, yeah, the, the for chronology's sake here, to go back to the mutilation stuff really quick. She Never did. Either. She did try to make the transition to the mutilation things, and then and and for those of you who know Linda Moulton Howe, that's where she got her start in a lot of the uh, the world of strange experiences, the paranormal, etc. Yeah, she made a film in 1980 called A Strange Harvest. Strange that, Harvest. That yeah, established quote unquote links between UFO sightings and cattle mutilations. Big right. up the hairstyle though cuz when I saw the, when I saw the first piece of that, she had the exact same hairstyle She's that she still got it and it's like she, it's bold and rich it and works beautiful. For her, She's got great hair. Speaking hair, of uh, that part of the presentation, I thought that was kind of whack to just get like hired to speak somewhere and then just be like i'm gonna show you my video that came out a really long time ago and then it's also not going to be hooked into the pa it sounded like they had a microphone like yeah. going yeah, to the speaker on the laptop you know everybody like, at least took took note that there's like we wish the sound was better like we're just, sorry about the technical difficulties for everyone yeah. I feel like. but overall the the whole uh I just hypnotism like, the whole hypnotism thing was so bad it was and i just feel like it's like not well, it's a great look to play like your whole ass video as like a big chunk of your presentation. It was yep. like it Bang. was about fifteen minutes. It seemed like longer than that. And it was, was a movie just, that yeah. came out thirty seven years ago. Yes, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just to, just to clarify, she she said, "Okay, I want to show you something," and press play on fifteen minutes of her very first documentary on cattle mutilation from nineteen eighty one, A Strange Harvest. So we just were like, oh, right. And she just walked off the stage and came she back did. in 15 she, she minutes. She went and sat down, <laughs> and while they were trying to figure out the sound, and they just played her video, and we were like, oh, all right. That that was 40 years ago, but okay. Like, we'll we'll, we'll get down, I guess. Yeah, I, I had already seen the film, so I wasn't super interested in rewatching it in a room full of other people. Which you would after think. After paying money to be there? Right, which you would think if people Fairly were there who were excited money. to see Linda Moulton Howe, they would be like, yeah, I'm familiar with your stuff. CJ yeah, the one that you 40 years ago. Be like, yeah, here's like a very important takeaway from it. Just like sure. two minutes or something sure. and then yeah, keep it moving. It, it didn't anyways. seem especially relevant to the rest of the stuff she was talking about. Honestly, it was right. the, it was the it was like, uh, oh, hypnosis shit, scenes. Can we talk about, was, was anybody else chilled <laughs> by the uh, cattle mutilation stuff? And does anybody have any new information about researching the, uh, how do you do a bloodless uh, excision, she said, like when they're just taking pieces and there's no blood and the, like, can that be duplicated now? Because she was making it sound like they can't even technologically do that right now. And that and that piece was very was sparking my interest. That's it's super really interesting weird. and scary and all that shit. And uh, then it was the mutilated cats. And I was trying to, and she was saying like things that they're trying to do to uh, prevent copycats or basically frauds, but didn't really touch on the difference that was separating what frauds were from real ones. And that would have been a question that I would have asked her is like, could you give us some examples of really good frauds that were shown and, and why was and why it? why they were a Because, fraud. yeah, because if it's this cauterized cut and whatever, it's like, well, I don't think it would bleed if it's cauterized. That's yeah. the idea. I feel like modern day surgery can probably do that with lasers. She was saying why it's not because carbon dust would still be left all over everything. 
tell me what a good hoax looks like right. and tell me why all of these that you presented are not that. Which she did. She, For the record, she she presented a bunch of very specific cases. And I think scary. I actually yeah, said this. Terrifying. I think I said this at dinner. I, I don't know what episode it was. Somewhere in the 40s or 50s, we did an episode on cattle mutilation. I don't remember. And, uh, and to this day, of all the stuff we talk about on this show, the cattle mutilation stuff to me is one of the best documented things with real photographs and eyewitness testimony and uh, like true, I guess what I would call evidence. I mean, y'all know we're, we're kind of skeptical on here, but like true evidence of there's some weird physical, shit happening, physical, physical evidence, evidence that you can document. Um, and it's one of the least explained ones. And she actually did a really good job of showing a lot of those photos, quoting a lot of those eyewitness people. So I'm kind of like, and explained I was her system. In she explained her system. She's of, like, there's got to be, there's got, yeah, and that's tight. Yes. And I was kind of reeled back in by some of that. Like, okay, now we're going, getting back into the more journalistic sense of this stuff. Yes, but most of what she was presenting was 40 years old. True. The, a lot of the cases were. Commentary. Yeah, and and, and honestly, future. like, not her work. She's she's presenting stuff that other people researched 40 years ago. Yes. So why did I need to come here to hear it from you? True. Like this information is readily Community. available. True. That's we, that's why. Community. But like you or I could have presented that. You know what I'm saying? But we're not her. We don't well, have we don't have I 30 don't years in the game of the paranormal, year. you know? Right. Like I just I just wish that like in the game. That's true. I, I feel like with a lot of these conferences, uh, people just have their their speech, and they go up and do it, and it doesn't change, and it doesn't take into account new information, and like we'll get into politis and stuff. But speaking of politis, what happened to you, Ryan, during the? Oh yeah, this was during Linda Moulton House presentation. Oh yeah, go ahead. Hey guys, I met David Politis, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty shit way to meet someone. <laughs> so, okay, so here's what happened. We walked in, and, like, we probably came in, what, five minutes after Linda Mall now started? I mean, yeah. we, were, we were five minutes late to the start of, of, of day one. And uh, and we sat, so we sat in the back row, because the back row was open. And um, we just, I don't know, we went up to a check-in table. We got our, our name tags and signed in, and we just sat down. And... Uh, I had like a wide angle lens on my cell phone and I was like holding it up in the air, taking some photos. Cause I wanted to, it was on a selfie stick. Don't, don't leave out that part. of, I, okay, the, of the I story. Was, I had it. Okay. <laughs> That's important so, information. Right? I had it on a, a selfie stick. I was raising up into the air to get a good angle. Um, I defend my selfie stick choice. I <laughs> will take no guff. I'll turn this car around, slap us all. In. <laughs> We've already given too um, much time to the selfie stick. So I'm taking photos with this and I, I think I took like three. I set it down. I raised it back up. I took three more and I get a tap on my left shoulder and it's David Politis with his, with his cop stash slash goatee right in my face. Hey and he bro, goes, you're going to disappear. <laughs> Unless you buy my David Politis pro model beacon and gun. No, and he and he, so and he leans down and he goes. He my leans satellite down and he goes, phone's already got a beacon. He, Idiots. He, <laughs> let him tell the story, please. He leans down and he goes, "If you take another photo, you're going to be asked to leave." And I was like, 
Okay. Hi, Dave. That's fair enough. Hey, <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. That's, Politis. Hey, that's fan. direct. That's direct. That's cool. Like, I get it. No, it's not cool at all because, because <laughs> I get it. You had a selfie stick. I didn't even guard. know you had yeah, a see, selfie if you, stick. If you wouldn't have had the selfie stick, you, you, you said look shit. like you're really trying to like do too much. You're not just like, you know, when you got a selfie stick, it looks like you prepared to like. Get to be, yeah, I don't know. I so don't there know how was to put no. It. There's a degree of like professionality. So there was no written word anywhere on the materials. Well, signing, he'd, been, he'd been sending you telepathic no messages. Sticks. No one said you can't take a photo here. He sent you a lot of telepathic messages, but you just missed them. Oh, sorry, Dave. But yeah, there, there's no, there's nothing saying no photography allowed. So I was like, okay, good to know, and I put it away because I was like, damn, I didn't know I was breaking a big fucking rule, Dave. And I think it's in a little bit when we shit. talk about our qualms, we will get into why we think that that rule is kind of fucking trash. But that's how I met Dave. Does anyone have anything else about Linda's session? Yeah, we have a very important part of Linda's session, which is oh, how it ended. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remind because, me. Oh, wait, because, no. so what you were saying oh, she was trying yeah. to pull it all together. And what happened was right, at right, basically right. minute, she just sent it. minute <laughs> she hour. She fucking sent it, dude. <laughs> Minute 70 is what I should say. <laughs> she puts a photo on a screen of the galaxy and says, it's a big world. And I'm going to paraphrase here, but she basically proceeded to say that there are some aliens who are on our side as humans. And there are some aliens that visit us that are against us. And the aliens that are against us are trying to scare humanity by cutting our cats in half because they're crucial members of our families and that's a disturbing thing for them to do and that basically there's an intergalactic war for humans on earth and that those aliens seeded earth 270 million years ago and are responsible for all historical knowledge and imagination of centaurs, dragons, unicorns. It was dinosaurs, centaurs, and unicorns were were created by aliens 270 million years ago. And didn't she say, and anything that has worked its way into human mythology? I think that's the way she she did. She did. Because I think I saw dragons as well. And, and like, and I, and I know that sounds like I'm, I'm like, Maybe making this up, but that's legitimately how she ended her presentation. She also said yes. uh, that the the government was like their role; that they actually were like not telling people for their protection. Yes, in some way. But yes. and, but she, but Which for is a her angle, I guess. for her uh, was to uh, she said they should uh, you know uh, disclose or like everybody should know what the government knows or whatever. And what I found comical was you couldn't even take a picture, right? Of the, of the shit of just I'm trying to share this information Okay so related to that chance I, I was sitting there thinking While she was presenting And then while some other people were presenting it, If any of us really truly believed What she was saying We wouldn't be there right Like if we really believed That there were two alien races That were warring For the, the future of humanity and that we were in engaged in some battle that involved cutting cats in half and like our very lives were at stake and this was as urgent as she was making it sound. We're just gonna sit around the community center and chat about it? Yeah. Like or you, you, you can't be in even, a bunker. You can't even believe this, yeah. right? right. Uh, you, the person presenting this can't possibly believe what she's saying. And I was Because I was if thinking, you did, this is not how you would react to it. My my uh you know, when I when I was like and she was saying it's retaliation. That's why they're cutting our cats in half is to like get <laughs> also us, take, to take get in- us. And I said like hold up, hold the fuck up. 
like, <laughs> what, like, like what a, just no, hold on like, hold on. If there's, how did point was, A turn was, to point B? No, but, you, no yes. but I'm just saying, if there's a fucking force behind it all manipulating current events to horrify us, like, they're probably busier in Syria than fucking cutting our cats in half. Because if they're trying to fucking right. get humanity, like, terrified and sad about, like, What's going on? Or it's, like, it's such like a it's such a white person take too. Like, what's, like they're cutting our cats in what's, half. What's the it most must important be an, a sign of an intergalactic fucking battle? Like, what about war on right. Earth? Like, like what's like, the is most that, important thing to human beings? Oh, cats, probably. It, well, I mean, they're gonna come spill their close fucking members of our family. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ! They're gonna go around tipping over containers of hummus. And like, <laughs> and and the thing about it too, we we were talking about this a little bit outside of the building, like. The thing that's so, you know, I know we're roasting right now. The thing that's so frustrating for me about this stuff is I know, you know, your point's well taken that she was, she was retelling a lot of stuff from like the eighties about the cattle mutilation stuff. But to me, the cattle mutilation phenomena is really interesting. And there's some really great journalistic work done on it. And then you proceed to invalidate anything you've told me by telling me that there's a tri alien species war for humanity that you know that but it's the, accurately 270 million years old. Like and, where and, would and, any of this be coming from in a factual world? And how did you take the monstrous leap to be like, and also this is now true. She like, presented what? exactly zero evidence for any of it. Also, yeah, not a single shred of anything other than she just said it. And now we're here and you're like, yeah. wait, no, the fuck we're not. Like, how did, how do you think we got here? Yeah. And that was really she didn't even present a single example or photo or even a story of cats getting cut in half. She just started talking about there are thousands of cats getting cut in half. There were hundreds Dude, wanna, one year in New York. That was, the, that that was wanna, one of the weirdest things I've ever heard anyone say. Is she just out of the blue was like, "Yeah, thousands of cats are being chopped in half." Yeah, she said it was and a story in the New York to all Times. Just accept it. And what? well, no, it's just not in the news right now because they're not. They're trying to cover it up. I, I feel like I caught that was the vibe too. There's some sort of. Uh, cover up going on how could you even make that shit up it, it just it seems well, so outlandish to me to how be, and why yes it seems so outlandish to me to to say to a room full of people like i was a journalist and i went to stanford and here's all my documentaries and my emmys and all my work and then there's just a centaurs and you're like wait what yeah. when somebody says 270 million years old. I think it was 265, actually. Yeah, and I'm like, fam, where did that number come from? You can't just throw that one out there. Because, like, what? Who wrote that date down? And on what calendar is that? I was told. Is that geology or, like, what? What? Like, where did, where? Where did that one come from? If you're going to be specific, knows, if you say 265 million, you're going to have to at least prove to me that it wasn't 100 million because those are fucking, those are like imaginate, they're like those, those numbers are like imagination primarily. For sure. Like you, you can't fucking, you know, you can't use numbers if you're not planning on fucking supporting them. Yes. Well, apparently you can. I, yeah, well, I gotta the, say, like, but you're not going to, I'm not going to be paying attention the same way. I gotta so, say it, uh, there was a moment there that I was on Honestly, slightly reminded of our meltdown episode with Rob. Shout out Rob. Happy birthday, Rob. We're recording this on your birthday. Uh, when we talked about Tom DeLong and 
Tom has that story about how someone important somewhere high up at some government agency pulled him into a room and showed him some paperwork and was like, this is a real thing. And, and Linamol now has a very similar story of like, well, part of the reason I know this is because at one point a retired DIA officer took me into a back room and showed me a bunch of case files. So I'm in the know. And I'm like, Say DIA. Uh, yeah, what, is, what does that stand for, anyways? Uh, Defense Intelligence Agency. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. And I and I was just I, I don't know like I can't I can't fuck with that I like yeah no of course not I can't fuck with well, that. Well, I'm saying and it's totally fine. I can't say it didn't happen, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. But do I say that I think it probably didn't happen, and that does matter? That I don't think I I don't think I believe this. I feel like it's okay to be that way. It's like no, am I saying you're lying? No. But am I saying it's really, really Shit, hard for I me to be. believe you? <laughs> Straight up. If I you're going to make a statement that wild, you have to at least present me with some evidence. Yeah, Even it can't if just it's be. not that good, at least try. Fuck. Right. There was literally none. You, guys, you know, I, I think was, there's more support that like, you know, uh, never mind. You guys, I was up in the bathroom earlier and uh, actually it was super weird. I opened the window to just get some, some of that Colorado air in and uh, Jesus actually flew in the window. <laughs> And he told me Ooh, that um, I'm I'm uh, I'm next up. So yeah. So real quick though, Ryan, on a more serious note, did he look did like he... Sammy Davis Jr.? <laughs> yes. It was Billy D. Williams. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> did it we, was Lou Gossett Jr. Did we see a UFO last night, Ryan? By the definition of the term. Yes. Spencer and I actually ended up seeing a UFO last night outside. We saw. Now, a thing in the sky that we yes. could not identify. For. Could have been an unidentified orbiting object. That's, that's a UFO. That's a type of and flight. My dumbass yes. was in the house it's not for quite like flight. one minute and missed it. True. So yeah. we we were outside looking at the stars because we're kind of out out of the town a bit, and it was real dark last night. We're in the middle of nowhere. And we're on a mountain. We are on a mountain. We're closer to space. True. True. <laughs> Thank you, Chance. And we are back home. Yes. <laughs> And we saw a very dim, what I assumed was a star at first, that then started moving horizontally across the sky pretty slowly. And uh, like slower than what a uh, what a satellite would do. I would say significantly slower than what a satellite would yeah, do. Yeah, it covered probably, I mean, if horizon to horizon is 180 degrees, it covered like... 20 degrees of the sky over the course of a minute or two. It was yeah, pretty slow. Couple, yeah, maybe three minutes even. And it was intermittently blinking, just like a white flash of light. And But the thing about it, so like Spencer and I, as dudes who have had our eyes up for a long time now, like we've seen, I mean, have you, stuff. have you seen hundreds of satellites in your lifetime? Uh, yeah. I don't you guys know, ever probably. seen a Black Hawk helicopter? And I've seen- I think I've, we did today. <laughs> and I've seen, yeah, obviously, right. plenty of airplanes. And the thing that was weirdest about this to me was it didn't flash like a, like a beacon flash on an airplane. It was like, it went slowly from off to lit. And it was not that frequent. It was like every 20 <coughs> seconds or something. Yeah, and then went from lit back to off. It was pretty and weird. Then and then eventually, we just, the eventually I just couldn't see it anymore, but it hadn't like left our field of view. Yeah, I don't it know. It was weird. Out. I'm not saying we saw an alien. I just like that was not we any satellite I've seen, and that's not an airplane I've ever seen. And I mean, who knows? We're also, we talked about, we're in, we drove, you know, almost two hours to get to where we are outside of Denver, and there's, the Air Force Academy's here, and there's a Air Force base here, and there's NORAD here. This thing was really high, though. It was really high. It was well. It we had may to have been, been really been high. Too, but 
Yeah, you're right. What was that? My iPhone just turned on to talk to us. <laughs> Dude, Maybe okay. we shouldn't talk about this anymore. <laughs> so a couple weird why things. Your, are, wait, a couple weird things. Just been, Siri just Siri just said, "I am." <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. Were, so okay. So dude, that made to, me get that gave me the ickies. To be real, chills, the fuck? Ch- chance. I don't think you were down here earlier, but <clears throat> real quick, uh, in this corner of the we're sitting in the living room of this place that we're yes. staying in. This corner from like where you are over to the the sink behind you. I was in the kitchen earlier, and the coffee maker turned on by itself, and it requires like physically flipping a switch to turn it on. <laughs> I was standing in the kitchen, and I started hearing it trying to like sputter and make coffee and send water through, but there wasn't any in there. And I had to walk over and turn the switch back off that lamp behind you. None of us have turned on today. That just was on at some point. (laughs) And now in the same corner, your phone just started talking to you in the middle of us having a conversation. That shit was fucking weird. I swear I slept last night, by the way, dude, you, you are possessed as fuck. (laughs) Right now you're possessed. I want to go home. I Bro, you're the one that's actually projecting, though. Oh, Aren't yeah, you like man. right above here? Where'd you yes, sleep last night? Directly lesson? above you, bro. Yes. <laughs> He's turning on the lights. Okay, so we know we Shit know we're here getting, for a reason, and we know strange. we we know we believe yeah, in the paranormal real. and the inexplicable. It's that simple. <sighs> yeah, I'm, but I'm it's still been scared. odd for sure, man. That I'm was still weird. Scared. I've, I've experienced yeah, it a couple things been in the Siri, last 24 though, hours. That it, I'm, Siri was like, I am. Do you even am? have that set up on there, though? And also, if it, if anything, it should it like... it turns on when we're talking. You have to say, hey, Siri, and then even then it just like starts listening. It doesn't start responding to shit. You're going to have to listen back in the recording and see what we said. I heard that it. may have sounded like, hey, Siri. We pick up an EVP. When I looked at it, I saw, I saw Megan like light and stuff, and I looked at it, and it was just like... Dude. It was just saying the shit that we were saying, like uh, typing what it. What the fuck? You guys, I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, me and Ryan are going to head back to Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm driving our minivan. Uh, yeah, did we say that we drove? No, but a we've been riding around in a minivan for the last two days. Mm, and riding around. God damn, it's the best decision I've made in a long time. Spencer's our trip daddy because uh, he's Call driving. Me trip daddy when I back that van up. <laughs> uh, Spencer's been our van driver for our experience in this fucking weird place. Yeah, dog. So chronologically, uh, we 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 ended up leaving the Susan B. Anthony murder house after Linda Bolton House yeah, presentation. Yeah, because fuck John Venter, we weren't gonna stay around for him. Yeah, and honestly, like we're not gonna spend any more words on it other than you need three words, and I said them already. Fuck the, that name, guy. the name yeah. and uh, how blat- how blatantly ignorant. Yeah, yeah, and also I I would like to say we literally had no idea that dude was speaking until. I landed here yeah, until, we were out, until we were out here. Yeah. yeah. If, if we had known that this, w- this place was paying a dude like that to talk, we probably would have reconsidered what we were doing, would but have kept my money. We, we had a different field trip. Fuck yeah. That guy. But we had four plane tickets and event tickets and we rented our Airbnb. So we were following through and we decided to boycott his presentation. Anyway, we, we came, came back, back for, for Dave though. <laughs> Dave politis. Yeah. The so poli- he could yell the poli- at me again. I was gonna say the politest. He is not the politest. <laughs> not unfortunately, the politest. David, David, David is not the, David not the politest. Being all cop like, you know what? His 
Sir, his, you're going to be arrested if you take another <laughs> iPhone photograph. Bigfoot will haunt your ass if you take one more photo. lackluster. Ooh. Oh, Tell him about out, it, Chance. Tell us about it. Coming out strong. Yo, it was, yo, okay. Chance is a first-time Politis experience here, you know, so I'd love to hear I, your thoughts. I don't yeah. have any strong feelings in sounds one like way or another about that presentation. It sounds like there's There's nothing that I didn't believe. There was nothing uh, that I was like... No, fuck that. I wasn't for or against any of it. It was just a lot of it was a lot of information put together to really uh, toward toward no conclusion or or a conclusion of mystery. Yeah. But we he the from what I gathered was you know he put together a handful six seven missing people's cases made made a couple statements that brought us on like a wild goose chase to like whoa like what if it being german has something to do with it or being a physicist or being a kid by water or whatever and and just presented a handful of true things and left you going nowhere i think and he drew uh, a map there was a map with a triangle on I, it yeah it's I like think, i connected these three points on a map i think where his you know? points connect though is what he was trying to do is like basically maybe give a little preview of each book and then just be like, yeah, go buy go my buy fucking my book, book if you want to actually get it. want to know why this. the Germans are always I, disappearing. I think there are some very interesting or slash strange slash unexplained stories that he covers. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I was just I totally saying like believe. he, my thing was he just like stated this happened, this happened. Gave a very brief thing, and it just seemed like a yeah. teaser for the book, which I, I get. I, I agree. I also, where I have an issue with the way that he presents the information sometimes is that he claims, and he's like very over the top adamant about saying, I'm not presenting any sort of hypothesis. I don't know why this is happening. I'm just putting the information out there. And he then says, in his I'm presentation, not- he draws these conclusions about like, he was talking about these four cases that happened in Washington of people going missing. And it was literally four cases over the course of 40 years of people disappearing, which I'm sure happens way more frequently than that. And then aligns three of them and draws a triangle and says, there's some sort of weird Washington triangle. It's like, no dude, four people went missing over the course of like half a century. It was 40 years. Like one person, every decade disappears and you decide that there's some sort of triangle in Washington and then imply that maybe it's Bigfoot and UFOs. Because they're near, because they're males or something. He he just casts this extremely wide net and then draws comparisons where there aren't, there just aren't any similarities. This, this along the same lines of this, we talked a little bit about this too, but I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes into his presentation, he said something to the effect of, I will only ever give you facts, never opinions. And then proceeds to give us tons and then, of opinions well, and, and not even, and not even information. A, and not even that. Like, like I think the thing that was, that was hardest about it for me was he presents these facts around these stories. And like, if, again, if you've listened to our older episodes, we've done multiple episodes on what if you get went missing. A lot of them are based on our, what we have found to be some of the most interesting cases that Politis has covered. Obviously we've done some stuff outside of that too, but so I agree with you, Spencer, like he has a lot of really interesting stuff about the concept of human beings disappearing and disappearing in strange ways under strange circumstances or being found in strange manners after they've disappeared, etc. That all good and fine. That's the factual part that he does present. But then in between stuff, he he tells a story of someone who went missing in a location and his next slide is a picture of Bigfoot and he goes, 
there, there was a there was a Bigfoot sighting in this city and someone suing because Bigfoot is real. Dude, I now, have I'm not I have saying... a direct I have a direct quote from him. Do you okay, want it? Yes, yes, please. So yes. he he was talking about uh, a a dude who disappeared. 40 miles from where another disappearance happened 15 years prior and was yes. trying to like relate the two. Then In reality, says, 40 miles is a pretty long distance. Agreed. When you, a lot of things lot happen of between 40 miles of space. Right. Completely. Then he jumps to telling the story about how there's a woman in California who's suing the California DNR yes. to, so, to make them admit that Bigfoot exists. And then he says, quote, now, I don't know if this has anything to do with the disappearance. I just thought it was an interesting, timely element. Ten years is not timely. That, but like nothing, there was nothing to do with Bigfoot in any of that. And then he just shows a picture of Bigfoot and says, oh, also Bigfoot. I don't know. You draw your own conclusions. <laughs> I was yeah, surprised. Exactly. Yo, this is, this is I'm the only thing. giving you facts. I got, I got pretty much like a, a paraphrase or like a fairly direct quote. After he said he prem like the premise is I only will give you facts, he said. Um, oh, this shit about the best people. Yeah, he said these are the best people you ever meet. I swear it's a fact. <laughs> it's not how facts work. And I, and I just turned, I turned back opinion, and I said, sure that's, that's, yeah, not "That's not a fact." You turned back and looked at me and cats, and I was like, uh, that's, "That's not how that works." That's like, not a fact. Yeah. You know, you can't say like these are the best people you ever meet. That's a fact, and say that you're all about facts. Like yeah, you yeah. can't say lit, like that was. That's where I was just like. Bam, come on. That's no different than anything. The like, Bigfoot thing kind of reminded me of, you remember that scene of Fight Club where Tyler Durden splices a picture of a dick into like a kid's movie or whatever? And just he's a like, split second. Yeah, and he's like, it's just a split second. It's like you but draw you your own conclusions, there, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of what Politis <laughs> I'm does. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. He just like, he like in his, in his thing, he's like, I don't know, pretty weird that they went missing. And he skips over one PowerPoint slide with Bigfoot in it. He's like, did you see it? <laughs> like, ooh, I don't know what it was. Maybe we should just keep talking about disappearances i don't know what caused them Dude, i don't know why i wrote and this that's down what's but like that's what's real as fuck i like there are pro mysterious disappearances all the time probably at a more extreme rate than we can even fathom and you know half of the shit he can be covering could be completely bizarre but when you're the only reference we have it's like we're judging so much on like the person presenting it yeah when there's so much like that's I don't that know shouldn't if be I the issue this. at all yeah this is hard to believe and you're making it harder to believe so you know he, like he kept mentioning boulders and boulder fields and rocks does anyone understand you have to um, read a book what I'm that's sure. but I, i've read them and i don't understand he, he one of his quote-unquote profile points which are just like 20 totally unrelated things is that people disappear near boulder fields or near like large rocks. Which what are also in the things world? like found in nature. Found everywhere, especially <laughs> in more re remote locations where you're more likely to get lost. Right. right. Or and near water possible, where you're more likely to get swept away What correlation could there be? Under. I think the only correlation may have been, in, and I don't know if it was the same cases, but maybe the ones where people had had some like, uh, like blunt force trauma. Like head trauma. Yeah, I don't think that, that was the I one about Minneapolis, were, yeah, wasn't it? Like you those weren't the ones he was though? relating to that. Well, though. you can oh. get a blunt force. That's why I said I wasn't sure. That's like the only reach I could even make. I don't know what else that was about. Those ones he was talking about were like the the ones that happened in urban settings. Oh, so like that's the another one, one that happened profile in points. Minneapolis. That's fucking yeah. Creepy. So he told the story. I can run it down quickly about this guy, Doctor Christopher Robert who went missing in December of 2015 from Minneapolis. And he was at a work party downtown, uh, left the work party 
apparently sober-ish. And then the next morning at about 7.30 was found dead on the freeway, like lying on the freeway from blunt force trauma to the head. There were no witnesses. Uh, He hadn't been hit on the roadway, so he was already dead when he ended up on the freeway somehow. And there was no like overpass or anything that he could could have fallen from directly overhead. Um, and the only thing that the autopsy showed up was that he had gotten more drunk. He had acute alcohol intoxication at the time of death, but according to his coworkers, was not left or was not drunk at the time that he left the party. Which so, is which is he got drunker. And but, got away home. But I think this a, is a good example of what we're talking about, right? So he that's one of his, of his disappearance how did, stories. How did that guy wind that, up in the story? Another one of his picture. disappearance stories that he relates and says is part of the same profile is a two-year-old disappearing from the beach when his dad turns his back. Like, that's another story that he told us. And these are somehow... There's related? a line connecting. Everything is connected. Which like, that's, like that's DJ a name continues to remind me. It's like, yes, in some strange way... All of these things are connected if you zoom out and zoom back or whatever. But, but far when enough. he refuses to do any of that connecting, but look what's at the, the point of presenting all this information? This is the point. Yes. The audience is the point. Because somebody is waiting to hear something, that's that's like the the give and the take, you know? It's like these people are willing to make that jump, dude. It's like, bring them the, there. The jump to what, though? Like, I don't even understand like, yes, what that jump Bigfoot, would be. bro. It's fucking... Bigfoot is present in downtown Minneapolis dude, and on the Pacific Coast, and... I'm saying it's it doesn't... It's like... It's half entertainment. It's like, entertain me. But the, Make me feel fucking like this all makes sense. It's all going somewhere. And it's like, yup. And that's so what I'm wait, saying. If it's, like if it's going to be, if it's going yes, to be entertainment, do exactly, a better job of entertaining exactly. me, though. It's all, and it's all good. It's just, you know, what it, the, what is it? The difference, but the difference, though, that I think is, is an extremely important difference. And actually, name, I think your, your analogy is really good, except I think your analogy is really good for our show. Like I would say our podcast is more like professional wrestling in that we indulge in this while also being like pretty heavily. We want to like, we we believe yeah, we, like we, prove, show like, me. We, we, uh, we indulge in this world. We like this world. We point out things that we think are more factual or less factual. We talk about them, but we also like, we're, we're here to have fun and we're here to like entertain while we do all those things. But we acknowledge that up front. The thing that really is super duper hard for me personally is when that dude goes out there for me. and what's that? <laughs> Sorry. Good. When that dude goes out there and presents what he's saying, he doesn't, he doesn't, no one in there is under the auspices that that is like, he's just getting aroused. This is fun and entertaining. Yeah, he's getting, like getting, yeah, getting aroused yeah. out of you. you in, know, in, like, fact, in fact, there, like, there was a little bit of me, I'll, I'll be honest with y'all, there was a little bit of me that felt like a little bit, um, like icky about yeah. the way that he was saying these things to people. Like, it, I almost felt like the way that he tells these stories praise on people's feelings that like it could happen to your significant other it could happen to your kid it's a little fear mongery yeah. even the setting the setting dude. felt yeah. a little like church like when i was like people like that was the most similar vibe that i could relate it to it wasn't like a concert it wasn't like a spoken word slam like when you see people join to fucking observe, take in to like you know to have an experience and they were or whatever. Back and forth. who's, who's leading no through, you that, through yeah. that experience it wasn't like a, it wasn't as much like a college lecture that about something as much as it was like church 
And he's, you know, there's just more yeah. things at play and more fucking blurred lines as far as like the relationship between the speaker right. and the and right. the experience and everything. Because people were in there looking to belong, and that's awesome and that's sweet. And that like, there's so many so many social interactions that right. happen at these things outside of just the presentations. But I think those authority figures, in my opinion, I think they have a responsibility in some ways For sure. to be to 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 not. Um, to not make unsubstantiated leaps for people who are looking for answers. And look at this. You can't provide unbacked up answers to a room full of people who are looking for answers and feel good about that. And they had that dude speaking that posted on Facebook the most baseline racist shit. Right. Like that you can, like the Mm -hmm. most, most unfactual, like simple view of anything and just just blatantly there, there are no standards and there's no accountability and, and this dude to is anything speaking at a spot like that where these people are very emotionally susceptible to like share in this experience of like people don't believe me but you guys do and like work together for that reason i mean it's, it's very exploitative exploitative in that way and when there's a fucking racist in the mix and these dudes are getting hired I was like a little skeptical going walking up Hell to the yeah. place. Like, what are these people going to be like? Like, yeah. is well, this a safe situation or like, will there, there's a reason the room looks the way it looks too. You yeah. Know, there's the a reason it's mostly older white men that find their way to, and, and like yeah. at the same time that I was not the only Brown person. It was totally chill. I didn't feel at all threatened, but I, that went through my head. It's not welcoming. And, yeah. yeah. At all, right. Totally. Like, I feel like that was kind of the vibe. Like, is this going to be fucking weird? Are we going to get into some sort of altercation? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, fuck, it you know? was like, I was thinking that just because my last experience in the mountains of Colorado was like some grotesquely racist shit. Like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty disturbing that you are just that bold about being like totally completely blatantly racist. And, and I think bold, not, not just on, on the racist stuff, but like the boldness, I think it take it takes a lot of boldness for this, like for, for Dave to go up there and be like, I'm a former detective. Like he, he builds himself in his presentation as a super authoritative figure and then proceeds to walk people down this sort of like, I'm only giving you facts. And so you're like, okay, I trust you. You're authoritative. You're only giving me facts. And then, I don't know, someone said that there was a UFO craft over him that night. I'm not saying I know anything, but it happened. And, oh, there was a Bigfoot sighting here. I'm not saying I know Ooh. anything, <sighs> but it happened. And you're like, dude, you can't just like seed people with this unfactually based shit mixed with factually based shit. And then just like walk to the back and sell them books about it. Um, you, you can, and he does. You can, yeah. and he does. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. And, and I guess, pretty good money. He had a pretty nice. And truck I guess I felt. I guess what I'm trying to say, and part of the reason I'm maybe I'm coming across frustrated, is because I just um I am a little bit. I'm a little. I think it's a little icky in a way. Yeah, I think so too. I think you could do what he's doing in a better way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, not sure what are, it is that he's doing. Honestly, I was, well, I felt just I, like confused at the end of the shit. I was like, wait, like this was, this was a keynote speaker. Like this was supposed to bring me somewhere. Just like, left a bunch of questions raised with nothing more than like, Hey, this mystery exists. This mystery exists. This mystery exists by my book. Like, I just wish yeah. he would have done it in a different way. Cause I think it's cool and interesting. Like, yeah, there's all these weird fucking cases. Some of them have yeah. some things that match up. Right. But like he just does it in a fucking gross way and I don't know. I just I just didn't like nothing, how like, he did it. I feel like you could do that better if it was like a cooler person. <laughs> sure. <laughs> At the end of the day, the dude made made some money, brought some people together. 
and that's you know whatever well, we were there and i mean as much as we were critiquing prompt. it it was still like a good time yeah so yeah yeah and prompted and, conversation and, and, and we i would met like cool, here we are uh, cool, another cool person i would like to yeah. say too like i think it's pretty important to say that we haven't had a negative experience with an individual since we've been in colorado like no, everyone has been mad cool everybody at the conference was like seemed to be really cool and like chatty and fine with each other like everybody was like you know, cool, like on some cool shit. So I, I don't want to like paint with broad strokes the audience or the members of like people who attended. Like that's that's definitely not my point. I just um I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the community aspect too, like you're saying, Chance. I think the community stuff is is cool and important. It's important to like explore this stuff together. I mean, my God, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community that we built around this thing. Right. I just think it's also important to be responsible with with that community. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I just get frustrated it. because I do find the stuff that they're talking about really fascinating. Yes, whether it be cattle mutilation or missing people. Yes, those are both huge unanswered questions. Yes, and I get frustrated when people look at it from the perspective that like Linda Moulton Howe or David Pledis is looking at it as if they know something. And only if you're in on the secret, can you know something about it? Right. And the secret is to buy my seven books that cost $25 each. I think you're doing a disservice to the, the idea as a whole, the community as a whole, and the people who are genuinely interested in things that they don't understand. Right. I think there's, there's uh, a real value in being curious and seeking answers to things that you don't understand. And it does sometimes feel like in these settings, especially that there are people that step in just to exploit that. Yes. And it was hard for me to not feel that way about some of the people we saw speaking today, that you're here to pick up a check, to do the same speech that you've been doing at these conferences for 20 years and maybe intentionally mislead some people along the way. Because it makes for a better show. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Because they're entertainers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Spencer, that was fucking great. It's, it's cool. That. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like good. any community, just kind of like you were saying, like if you expect too much, or these people step in to like take advantage of people looking for something, it doesn't change the fact that there's somebody there looking for that thing. Yeah. So, but it's just in any in any community where there's stars of it, you know, like but whether it's music or comedy or you know, religion or uh, paranormal. It's you can't you can't de like deify people. People are just telling yeah. their story and what they believe, and that's totally fucking cool. Don't think that's any more important than what you believe. And you know, like right. feel have no problem like absorbing what is useful and rejecting what is useless and adding what is uniquely your own. That's the key to life. You know, it's like be be real, be critical about what you consume and believe yeah and and yeah, as a leader like when a you, if you become a star in it, if you if you become the guy that people are coming to see absorb that responsibility too right. that also exactly. you have you're yeah. wielding power because people are important. trying to do what you're doing yeah you know? no doubt anything else we want to hit shout out to crystal shop shout out to crystal shop shout out uh vanessa the homie and uh yeah dank yeah. The dispensary. If yeah. any of you guys are ever in, uh, what's the town we were just in? Manitou Springs. Springs. Manitou Springs. Hit up Manitou Brewing. Say yeah. what up to Brittany for us. Yeah. Yep. We had a great Brittany. time there. The town. Give the them town, a quality the Yelp here review. Have been mad friendly, even outside of the conference, too. Like everybody in Manitou has been really cool. Yep. View is gorgeous. View has been gorgeous. Yeah. We, we've, been, we've been loving the hills. All right. 
Thank y'all for field trip number two. We'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep going on field trips because you guys are awesome. We out of here. We love y'all. Peace. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What If Podcast. Learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com.